Me, 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 me. Welcome back, everyone. We got a good one for you today, episode three. I got my boy here, Zach of the Attack, and it's your boy Green Bean, and you're listening to Green Bean, What You Mean. We got some topics today, our top five college football quarterbacks since 2010, some NBA games, MLB games, and a last final topic about the Kentucky Derby. We will start here. Uh, I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to do my honorable mention, and then I'll go from bottom to top, so from five to one, with my top five college football quarterbacks since 2010. For my honorable mention, I went with Jameis Winston. 2013-2014 season, he threw for nearly 8,000 passing yards, 65 touchdowns, and rushed for seven TDs and then ended up and won the Heisman that year in 2013, I believe, and the BCS National Championship that year. Uh, 26 wins, one loss, uh, which was against Marcus Mariota in Oregon in the uh, college football playoffs. So that was a pretty good team to get beat by. But he's honorable mention. He had a great career at Florida State with those two years. I think he played two years. Did he play two years? He played uh, two. You have to play at least two. to go. To yeah, the I mean – 8,000 passing yards. He had to have played two years. Yeah, that was my honorable mention. You had yeah, my honorable mention, mention was uh, Tua Tagovailoa. 2018, Heisman Trophy runner-up, SEC champion, uh, Sporting News Player of the Year, Maxwell Award winner, Walter Camp Award winner, SEC Player of the Year, first team All-SEC, and consensus All-American. Those Alabama teams with him at the helm were just dangerous as hell. Especially his uh, freshman year just comes in. To relieve Jalen Hurts, wins a natty. Great quarterback. Career, he had a 70% completion percentage, uh, 7,000 yards, 87 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. So he's he's my number six. Yeah, he had a great career, but he had some really good players too with him as well. That helps a ton. Yeah. All right. So like I said, I'm going to go five to one. So num- at number five, I had Deshaun Massage Watson. One of the best careers ever really I mean threw over 10,000 yards 90 tugs rushed for nearly 2,000 yards with 26 tugs in his career uh and he was just a big moment guy when like the lights were shining the brightest that's when he came to play um the reason I have him here at five is because he never got a Heisman which was shocking to me with the career and how long he played at Clemson the year that I thought he really probably could have won was uh, the year Derrick Henry won it, but not taking any way, anything away from Derrick Henry that year. He had an insane running back year. He, of course, uh, got him back. That was the year that they ended up in the Hunter Renfro play, and they beat him in the natty. So I guess that helps out. But I have him at five. I also had Sean Watson at five. Uh, Golden Arm winner, ACC Athlete of the Year twice, Davey O'Brien Award winner twice. Manning Award winner twice, Heisman Trophy finalist runner-up. Uh, he was a player of the year in his conference, consensus All-American. I finished his career 31-3, and three, so you'll take that. And uh, 90 tugs, 90 passing touchdowns, uh, 26 rushing. Yeah, you will. That's a hell of a career. Yeah, he arguably one of the best careers in college football. But I him not winning Heisman, I, it's shocking, actually. I guess I didn't realize that. He got snubbed, um, he, I'd say. Yeah, the year Derrick Henry won, I'm not taking anything away from Derrick Henry, but 
I mean, it wasn't that really impressive of a running back season because he couldn't no. catch the ball. Yeah. It was only I think he had like eighteen hundred yards and I think it was around twenty touchdowns, which amazing season for a running back, but yeah, I don't but Deshaun's not Heisman level. Yeah. No, Deshaun definitely got snubbed that year. For four, uh, I, I went with my boy Lamar Jackson, 2015-2017 career. Uh, he was the most electrifying college football player, quarterback, athlete. Just he did it all. Uh, over 9,000 yards passing, 69 tugs, over 4,000 yards rushing with 50 tugs. I mean, he was like nearly inst- unstoppable. Uh, won the Heisman in 2016. Uh, that year, he had 50 total touchdowns, and that season, rushing uh, that year for 1,500 yards and throwing for 3,500 yards. An insane college career. Never really did much uh, with like getting to a really good, a deep, really good bowl or the Natty, of course, with Louisville. But uh, he had an insane career, and he's 100% got to be on the list somewhere, whether that's you could argue maybe him at five and Deshaun before him, but the way he played college football was just so much fun to watch. Okay, so my number four was Johnny Manziel, Money Manziel, Heisman Trophy winner, uh, Davey O'Brien, Manning, Player of the Year, SEC Player of the Year, All-American. Great player. Like, you, him beating Bama, either his freshman year or sophomore year, just absolutely crazy. When you see a quarterback that young take on – like a juggernaut like Bama and handle it with all the pressure coming at him. Because Texas A&M really wasn't all that great of a team, if I remember right. No. And Alabama was Alabama. Watched him tear it apart and watching my brother as an Alabama fan freak out about this smaller quarterback just destroying him. It's hilarious to me. And that's why he's my number four. For three People may disagree with me that he's here at three, but I had Trevor Lawrence at three. He was the winningest quarterback. When we're talking here of your top five college football quarterbacks, I'm not necessarily saying winning. I'm saying just the most, the best quarterback or the best player, I guess. And yeah, he did He over 10,000 yards passing his career, 90 tugs. And only like 17 picks, I think it said. Like, that's an insane number. Um, but he just had a knack for winning. Uh, I mean, he's the winningest college quarterback. You could argue him here at one. He never won the Heisman. Went to two national championships. Won the year that they destroyed Bama. And then, of course, got beat by arguably the best team ever to assemble with LSU's Joe Burrow team. I had him here at three. I think the Heisman, no Heisman for me was putting him here at three, but you could argue either way. He could be one, two, three. I see an argument either way. Yeah, he was definitely one of the most talented, for sure, given his size, and he was able to run as well. Well, and um, he was like uh, the most hyped recruit coming out of high school, like ever. He was yeah, he scored up. perfect on the recruiting. Yeah. So he was an insane recruit, an insane player. Yeah. Too bad he's on the Jags. but You'll turn it around. Maybe. Um, my three was Lamar Jackson. Another guy, you just got glued to your TV, wanting to watch him play. Even though the teams he was playing against really weren't the best. Him upsetting Florida was huge. Well, no, not Florida. Florida State. Watching that game. Watching him just absolutely run all over. Looking at his career stats, kind of surprised on the number of how close his rushing touchdowns were to his passing touchdowns. That was something interesting I saw in my research, but 
Heisman Trophy, uh, consensus All-American, Player of the Year multiple times. Uh, his career record isn't the best. I would have had him higher if he wasn't. He went 23-11. and 11. In comparison to the other quarterbacks on the list, it's not the best, but he was just a freak athlete on a bad team. He made the best of what he could. He was insane. Like you said, you, you glued to the TV when he was playing. It didn't even matter who they were playing. If they were playing Wake Forest, for some reason, you'd want to sit down and watch them play that game because he was just playing, and it was just fun to watch. So for two, you had Johnny at four. I, I had Johnny Mansell at two. He was Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson, a small white guy who just couldn't be stopped, and it was unbelievable to watch. And why I had him here before Lamar because of he he did this in the SEC. He he beat teams like Bama and Florida and Georgia and LSU and they couldn't stop him. And at that time too, the defenses on those teams were like one of the best defenses ever to play. Like the SEC is the juggernaut of football conference, of course. And to do that as a freshman too, threw for nearly eight thousand yards, sixty-three tugs. 2,000 yards rushing, 30 tugs in his career. He just was unstoppable, and he made some of the most eye-opening college football plays. It, it was just insane. It was the same thing with Lamar Jackson. You were just glued to the TV, and want, and those games were a little better because it was like Texas A&M versus Bama instead of Lamar Jackson, Louisville versus Wake Forest or something like that. So it was a little yeah. more enjoyable to watch. But winning the Heisman, he was just insane. So I had him here too. My number two was Joe Burrow. Uh, that 2019 team, absolutely insane. That 2019 year for him, uh, the 50-plus touchdowns, the over 5,000 yards. You just look at the bottom ticker watching a game. You just say, oh, Joe Burrow just had 500 yards and five touchdowns, and they won by 50. <laughs> it was just insane. Granted, great weapons he had. Yeah, that team was on that team, but arguably the best team wow. ever. It, was a, it didn't matter. He'd put it right where it needed to be, and they would score all the time. I think they averaged 50 points a game, yeah, if I remember like right, that. or something yeah. close to 50. <laughs> it was dumb. And, yeah. yeah, he's the main reason for that. Yeah, he's insane, and he's definitely turning the Bengals around too, so he uh, clearly has that ability to just win football games. I, I actually didn't even have him on my list. I had him as uh, one that just missed. I, I – he had that great season, but the reason I didn't put him on the list is because that team was just, like, loaded with talent. I mean, it was just insane. And, yeah, he's the quarterback. Yeah. He's the one doing it all. But I just – he ha- I had nothing beside him, though. He's great, great career, great year at LSU. So, for one, Cam Newton, if we're going from 2010 to now, Cam Newton is the best to play college football at the quarterback position since 2010. He, he played only for that one season. I went back and forth between – Lawrence Manziel and him but it was just insane as a kid to watch a 6'5 250 pound giant specimen do what he did at Auburn I mean he willed that team to victory and brought them to the national championship and willed them to win it and it was just insane to see what he did Arguably, it's one of the best seasons ever in any in anything in any sport. Like he was so yeah. dominant, it, it was just like I was. We didn't ever really see a guy that was six five, two hundred fifty pounds playing the quarterback position and do what he did. I mean, for the one season, he had almost like three thousand yards passing. Everybody, yeah, 
For the one season, almost 3,000 yards passing, 30 tugs, nearly 1,500 yards rushing, and 20 tugs. It was just insane. And, of course, he won the Heisman that year, and they ended up and won the national championship. So that's why I have him at one. There's a bunch of guys you could argue yeah, one. If but I remember I right, if I remember right, they did it, and he was responsible for, like, 70% of their total offense. Oh, yeah, he literally carried them on his back. He was the reason that team was relevant. Yeah, he was my number one as well. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear. It's There's no real contest. No. Like, maybe if we go from the past 2000s with Tim Tebow's career, I don't know. How, how how do you feel with if we went back, who would you put above? It, would you put Tim Tebow above Cam Newton? It's a great question because the way I see it, Tim Tebow was the face of those Florida teams, and they were kind of like LSU back then, like the 2019 LSU team. They were just dominant, full of talent. Mm-hmm. and he was by far the best player on the field every time he stepped on it. I think I would personally take Tebow over Cam Newton, but I couldn't narrow it down to a season Tebow had. It would have to be a career. Yeah. Because Cam Newton definitely had the best season of all time. My boy Bailey Zappi out there breaking Joe Burrow's records. Bailey Zappi. No, it's Cam Newton. Mac Jones better watch he out. He better watch out. Belichick knows what he's doing. He's, he's drafting the replacement already. We'll see about that. The guys who just missed out, uh, it's got to be Steel Jantz, Kyle Kemp, and Brock Purdy. I mean, if we're talking about top five quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steel Jantz. Austin Arnaud as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's if, if we're talking about just missing yeah. out the top five, those guys clearly just missed. But for real, though, I didn't have yeah. Burrow. You had Burrow. Baker, you could argue him that he, he could be on this list. And Marcus Mariota with his career at Oregon. Wasn't saying two. You had two. I didn't have two. I probably should have had Lawrence. Kyler Murray as well could have been. Kyler Murray was another one that he had an insane career. All right. That wraps up our top five QB talk. We'll we'll move on to the NBA playoff games. We got some really good. There's some really good series going on. Uh, Sixers at Heat. Series actually now tied up 2-2. Vegas odds. It's in Miami. Uh, It has Miami minus three. Joel Embiid's been back um, and he's been dominant. James Harden had a really good game the other night uh, and kind of willed them to victory. So who you got here? Sixers Heat. I always like Joel Embiid. Him on the floor, that opens things up for James Harden because you can definitely tell James was struggling with Joel off the floor because mm-hmm. they just condensed the lane and he couldn't do anything. But I'm going to go with the Heat in this one. Home game to Tyler Hero. Looks like my boy Tommy. And <laughs> they're going to turn up and they're going to they're gonna take the dub. Yeah, I agree. In Miami, series tied 2-2. I think Miami's probably the better overall team. Joel Embiid is, of yeah. course, dominant, and he may get he may be PO'd because uh, if you didn't hear or not, Jokic won the MVP. Uh, he may be upset that he didn't get the MVP. I, a lot of people had him winning it. So he may come out and prove something. So maybe I will regret this, but I, it's in Miami. I'm going to go with Miami as well. And they'll move the series 3-2. Um, you know what? In good faith that. of our little gambling game we got okay. going on here, I will go to the Sixers. Then. All right. You're switching it up. That's a good idea because you need I, to make a think... run back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the mask. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's see what we're at. I have this predictions on my I'm phone. down two in the NBA. Yeah, I'm uh, actually 5-0 and oh on NBA predictions. You're 3 and 2. So if you're listening and you want some Vegas odds, Vegas, uh, you list, I'm 5-0 and oh, uh, right now. 
I'm taking the heat. I'll, I am I'll, definitely not gambling advice. I'm taking the heat. I'll, I'll even throw out the minus three. I think they uh, cover the minus three in Miami. So there you go. Take the gambling advice. Maybe not, actually. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. All right, we'll move on to the next one. Mavs, Suns. The series is also tied 2-2. Vegas odds have the Suns at minus six. I like the drama going on between Luka and Chris Paul here recently about them flopping it around and getting mad at the other one for flopping. I think Luca flopped one time and got – no, he he got actually fouled, and then he ended up getting a technical or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was early. That was early last game. <laughs> Within, like, the first two minutes of the game. To answer the question at hand, I'm going with the Suns. That's a that's a good pick. The Mavs last game played out of their, their minds. They shot the ball. I don't remember what the stat was, but it was an insane what they shot from three. They scored 68 points in the first half. And Chris Paul fouled out early in the fourth quarter. I don't know if you saw that with the fan fan yeah. touching his parents or his mom on Mother's Day, his wife. So I think Chris Paul is going to come. He he had more fouls than he did have points. So when Chris Paul plays well, that team, the Suns are probably the best team in the NBA. So I think he'll come out and play well. It is minus six, and the Mavs have really shown that they can play with this team. So I think maybe the Mavs cover the minus six, but I'm taking the Suns, too, as well. I, it's in Phoenix. The Suns are going to play PO'd. I think they ramp up the defense on the defensive end, and uh, I could see them cover minus six, but I could also see the Suns just blowing them out, too. The Suns are probably the better team. Luka may be the best player on the floor, and that could be an argument with Devin Booker, but definitely are the better team. Oh, I think Luka is better than Devin Booker. Oh, yeah. All-around player. Uh, quick actual All NBA question. Um, I saw on Twitter, Rudy Gobert said that, quote-unquote, I would lock his A-double-S up, and that being Shaq. He said that he would be able to lock Shaq up. I'm not sure if Rudy watched Shaq ah. in his prime. He was virtually unstoppable and was taking on like triple teams. So I'm just throwing that out there. That is a bold, bold I'm pretty sure Shaq had like a 32 and 15 season, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah. Like it was like 2000 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He's not I'd locking like, him I'd up. I'd sure like to see him uh, try. Yeah. that I thought that was funny that he really feels that he could have locked his AWS up. I thought, interesting. That is a bold statement. You need to go uh, – Needs to go eat a baguette and think about yeah. that one for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. All right. Uh, that wraps up our NBA. Let's go to MLB games. I got a, four games here. So we'll start with Braves, Red Sox. Kyle Wright is pitching for the Braves. I didn't see who was pitching for the Red Sox, if that sways your decision. It doesn't matter. The Red Sox over the last 10, they're 2-8. and eight. Give me the Braves. Acuna's heating up on fire. Doing the silence. Two runs and he hit two off the wall. Yeah, the only way to get MLB coverage, you know, you got to bring in LeBron into it. <laughs> of course, but, uh, that helps. Yeah. yeah, give me the Braves. The Red Sox are just a dumpster fire right now. Yeah, they had a. It's looking a lot more like they had a fluke year last year than the way this team's playing. It's just bad. Trevor Story's been bad. The pitching's not, not been great. Yeah, give me the Braves. Yeah, I agree. Braves. Kyle Wright's pitching. Uh, he's three and one this year uh, as a starter, and he's about to go four and one. Acuna, like we said. Did the LeBron James silencer. He's back. He's playing well. Hitting dongs. Braves all the way, man. Uh, next game, Astros versus Twin. Verlander is pitching for the Strohs, if that sways your decision. Who's pitching for the Twins? I did not see. They, it said undecided when I looked. 
So it must be a bullpen game then. I like Verlander. I like Verlander in the matchup. Give me, yeah, give me the Strohs. Uh, Jeremy Pena, upcoming shortstop. He's going to be the next face of baseball behind Jazz Chisholm for Miami. But, yeah, give me the Astros. Uh, yeah, give me Verlander's pitching. Kate Upton's going to be in attendance. So they're going to be banging on trash cans and getting the dub. So give me the Strohs. Uh, next one, Rays versus Angels. Uh, Corey Kluber's pitching for the Rays. I didn't see who was pitching for the Angels. It's not Otani. He pitched the other day. No, but not Otani. Give me, give me the Angels. They're they're a winning team right now. Just seeing like smiles on their players and like actually being excited to show up to the ballpark after being so bad for so long. It's they're the fun team to watch, and I got them winning this one. So that's where we differ on this. Then I, I'm going with the Rays. Uh, I really like Corey Kluber. Uh, I'm not going to bet against him. I think he's a really good pitcher. He's definitely. I don't know. I wouldn't say decreasing because he's prime may not be right now. I it's wouldn't bet. Fast. I, I wouldn't bet against him. So I'm taking the Rays. Uh, our last one, Giants Rockies. I have no idea who's on the mound, but uh, both are both teams are 16 and 12. Yeah, I'm going with the Giants in this one. I. I guess I don't even know what the Rockies are trying to do because they sold the farm and then they signed Chris Bryant. And I I think Chris Bryant's actually playing well this year, if I remember right. Just give me the Giants. The It's the Rockies. They're bad. Hey, they're having a pretty good season, 16 and 12. I Yeah, it's early, though. It, it's very early. Uh, since you're going with, I had the Giants originally, but I'm going to throw out another. I'll, I'll go with the Rockies then since you went with the Giants to keep our friendly little uh, prediction game going. Maybe try to get one up on you. Or maybe help you get back a little bit, too. (laughs) So that wraps up our MLB games. Uh, So our final question here is, what did you think about the Kentucky Derby? I mean, dude was 80-1 to odds. $30,000 horse compared to, like, million-dollar horses. Someone had to scratch for this guy to even get into the Kentucky Derby. I don't know if you watched it. I just watched the highlight on Twitter of the guy coming back. I, I my heart was racing. So he's he's basically secretariat. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's a huge comeback, and then as soon as he crosses the finish line, he ends up biting another horse and biting one of the security guards, and the security guard punches the horse in the face. He's an all-around athlete. He's got a hundred percent got dog in it. Oh, yeah. He's got a ton of dog. A ton of dog. It just goes to show, dude, that, I mean, you don't have to be the best or the most talented. You can still win. If if you just persevere and just – it's just insane. I mean, million-dollar horses versus $30,000 horse. The dude got in with a scratch. He was 80-to-1 odds. Uh, yeah, Rich Strike, the winner of the 140th Kentucky Derby. That was the first Kentucky Derby that I've ever watched, and it was insane to watch. I'm not going to lie. I really wish I would have watched it live, but just watching the comeback in general. It was your insane. Blood pumping. Oh, yeah. My heart was racing. It was actually insane to watch. Uh, pretty cool. I didn't think horse racing would be that uh, that fun. Seeing that guy go towards the left lane and just zooming right past those guys, I mean, it was insane. Yeah, he needs to get tested. He's on something. He's, he's on, he's on something. Clearly on something. I thought it was funny too. You could like a see the guy's outfit. You could like see the guy's outfit and compared to the other guy's outfit. I mean, he looked like a homeless man compared to the other people. 
Yeah, biting biting horses and biting guys' legs after. I mean, the dude has dog. He's just pure dog, man. He's pure dog. Well, shoot, man. That wraps up episode three. It was a pretty good one. Top five college quarterbacks uh, since 2010. We had some NBA games, MLB, and our final last question, as you just heard, with the Kentucky Derby. So thanks for listening, everyone. We uh, hope you come back next time. Peace out.